This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 118. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Red Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode of our podcast, we're going to be talking about something that is pretty new, and that is vegan butcher shops. In the past couple of years, these businesses have slowly been starting to pop up, and I think that's really good news for vegetarians and, and uh, vegans, don't you, Larissa? I agree. I think it's awesome. I hope we get one here. I know. That'd be awesome. Or maybe we start oh, one here. <laughs> I know you were going to say that. You know my mind. I do. Yes. Okay. Well, we're going to talk to you about where you might find one because these are still coming up. And then also about some of the issues that face these type of businesses. Mm -hmm. All right. But first, yay, we have a rating. Yay. All right. So this is from the US uh, on August 8th. I'm getting better at those date things. (laughs) I'm determined. I I haven't changed the format in our. our It's funny. I think it's like a. It must be a type of dyslexia or something you have with that because it's. Well, I just have to stop and think about it. Yeah, but but I'm getting better. So, Uh, all right. So, and it's from Just Say No One. That's J S T S A Y N O one, and uh, they say learning while I walk in the mornings. I really look forward to each podcast as I listen and learn from you guys. You're motivating me to make changes in my diet, and that's a very good thing. Thank you both for all your hard work. I could listen to you two all day. Awesome. Thank you. Just say no. Is it just say no? Just Just say say no no one. one. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot. That's that's awesome. And I love when people tell us what they're doing when they listen to us because yeah. I kind of get this visual. And plus, I'm a podcast junkie myself, so I listen to a lot of different podcasts. And I, I it's just something about when you're walking or doing something like this morning, I was cleaning up the kitchen a little bit and listening to one of my favorite podcasts. And I mean, it's really just, it's awesome when people tell us what they're doing. Exactly. Cool. Just All don't right. tell us like you're robbing a bank or something and you've got us plugged in your ears. Oh, you're in the potty. I was in the potty this morning. You know? Yeah, no, don't tell me that. That's going to make that me feel kind of weird. <laughs> that makes it kind of weird. <laughs> okay, so let's move into our news article. All right, this is really cool. Um, so there's, and I don't, I've never heard of this film festival, but I guess it's a big deal. It's the uh, Hamptons International Film Festival, the HIFF, H-I-F-F, Uh is going to be this year at their event, there'll be the first major film festival to add a separate animal rights category to their award categories. Very cool. Which is so cool. Yeah. I just love this. So uh, they are calling this new program Compassion, Justice, and Animal Rights. So I guess that's like the category name mm-hmm. uh, for films. And it's for filmmakers to share meaningful information, inspirational stories, and then also tools for helping animal animals to be safe. Nice. So to protect animals. And I think this is really cool. One of the first films that they'll be doing, that they'll be, I guess, entering or screening or whatever this in this first season of this is... A, a one called The Champions, and it's a story about the rescue dogs from Michael Vick. 
That is awesome. Gummy NFL player. Yeah, that is one story that has always touched my heart. And that is so awesome that they mm-hmm. they have a film about that now. Yeah, so the, uh, let's see. It, the, it says the festival takes place October 8th through 12th. And it's um, apparently it's been going on. This is the 23rd year for this. So I've never heard of it, but then I'm really not into big into film festivals, I guess. And um, I guess we that should be. be. Cool. Yeah, yeah we be should cool, be right? more. Yeah, I've, I've heard some really good. I mean, just like even the, you know, different like, like Sundance and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's that's going to be in October. So we'll look forward to seeing that. Um, look, it says that a couple of the other films that will be in this category are uh, one about SeaWorld that's narrated by Alec Baldwin, and then also one about the New York horse carriages um, that we had a we had an article about that, about a few episodes back, right? Mm-hmm. Talking yeah. about those. Um, yeah, so, about how they were trying to get those banned. Yeah, so we'll see how uh, how all that shakes out, but it's exciting. We'll get those banned here, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do have those downtown. All right, now we do have an upcoming event, right? <laughs> Yeah, this is cool. So Friday, this coming Friday, September 25th, is Hug a Vegetarian Day. Awesome. So (laughs) grab that vegetarian in your life and give them a squeeze or squeeze yourself. (laughs) All right. Uh, And one more quick announcement here. I announced this in our Peas and Carrots Society, which is our, our closed. Is it closed? Yes. I always mix up closed and private. Okay. Our closed Facebook group, which you are welcome to join. We just... Uh, it's more of a support group that Larissa started for folks to be able to talk about challenges they have as vegetarians and vegans, or even if they're just thinking about moving to vegetarian and veganism, maybe some of the social issues they have, or even nutritional, mm-hmm. right? But right. just more in a private manner. It's, and, and it's a fun group. We it's have a really a good group, really supportive group, almost two... I think it's 196 or 197 as of yesterday. You could be 200 <laughs> members. <laughs> that was my Oprah. Did you like that? that yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> she doesn't like I'm Oprah for some reason. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, the announcement I made was that on October 8th, Thursday, October 8th, I will be doing a TED-like talk within my company. I work for a pretty large uh, mutual fund company and they have done this amazing thing where they have hired a TED coach to come in and, and make this whole thing very TED-like. We Six of us were selected here in San Antonio. The event is going to be at the Hyatt, close to my work. 250 associates are going to be selected to be in the audience live. I was also told, I don't know if I told you this or so, but somebody said, aren't they going to try to stream that into the company too? (laughs) Please don't tell me that. (laughs) All 10,000 people. Don't tell me that. Yeah, because there's about 10,000 people worldwide that work for my company. but anyways, I I had to audition for this and I was selected and they the reason that they selected me was because I have such they thought it was a very interesting topic because the topic I will be talking about is about podcasting which not a lot of people do this and um, but it's what, not just about podcast. Well, you, that's what I was going to say. I don't the, mind the sharing title? at all. So the title of the of my presentation whatever is going to be Zen and the Art of Being Me. And it's going to be about how this podcast, when Larissa and I started it, really had some things in mind that we wanted to be the show to be about. And and one of them was we wanted to be very transparent about everything, about our struggles, about our challenges, about our relationship, about just everything, and lay it all out there. And over the last couple of years, 
we've grown this amazing community that has been so supportive and not has, only of not only of us but of each other exactly exactly so it's just been such a great way to form deep connections with people that you've never even met. And some of these folks we actually like talk to now, yeah. right? Yeah, that are friends, friends with us on and, yeah. Facebook and stuff. So uh, it's just, this has been an incredible journey for us. And the one that we continue or plan to continue doing for a while. And uh, we, you know, this, it just opens up so much. The world seems so flat mm-hmm. when you put yourself out there, meaning, and when I say flat, I mean that in a, it opens up to you kind of way. I mean, right. think about it. even our virtual assistant. We we are now, we've been working with Marigold, our virtual assistant mm-hmm. for two years. Mm-hmm. She's in the Philippines. Yeah. We've never met her. Yeah. She's such a great virtual assistant. We have, you know, folks that we talk to all around the world that we may never have the opportunity to meet. Hopefully we will, but mm-hmm. we may never, but we still consider them friends because, you know, just of our relationship. So it's just amazing that what podcasting and and uh, just putting yourself out there can open up. We've also met friends in the podcasting community that mm-hmm. we've actually got you know pretty significant <clears throat> relationships with now. So I mean, it's just just amazing journey, and I'm just planning to share some of that. That's awesome. I I just want to say I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank I, you. You know, I you know you know I am, but um, <laughs> and I talk about you all the time. So, but uh, <laughs> but you know now I get to brag about how awesome this is that you're doing this and I just I'm in awe because I mean it's it's a huge thing you know it's like and it's a very personal thing it's not like you're getting up there and talking about like the economic uh, system in our country or something you're talking about something that's very personal yeah, and that, I just I I love that. It just makes my heart just like swell. So thanks. I'm very proud of you. Well, and and that, I was gonna say that's the part that makes it because it's a little terrifying too. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing like somebody told me, oh, you should have no problem speaking in front of people because you do the podcast, right? And I was like, no, that's, that's a little different. Uh, <laughs> that's us yeah. staring at each other in our <laughs> entertainment room, and, and exactly, yeah, there's different. a big difference between that and looking at 250 people mm-hmm. out there. Although when we started this, we were like pretty freaked out, so. We we were, and that's part of the story too. In fact, we have our first. We have a picture of the very first quote script that we yeah, put together. I still have that. Yeah, Larissa have that. says, Vicky says. I know. <laughs> Go right. back and listen to episode one and see if you can hear that. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it was it. very scripted. <laughs> All right, are we ready to move into our main topic? Let's let's do that. So I found an article. I thought we would start off with a little bit of a kind of a discussion about the the concept of a vegan butcher because it's different, right? And so I found this interesting article on the Modern Farmer website. Um, and I, I just want to read just a little snippet of this that I thought was really interesting. And it makes a really good point. So what this article says is the vegan butcher could help bridge the gap between bacon and tofu. But the problem with these butcher shops and the idea of, quote, vegan meat in general, as modern farmer contributor Dan Nosowitz eloquently pointed out earlier this year, isn't necessarily in the product, but in the meaning. Some people don't care much for meat and can happily switch teams, but others, the vast majority of us, love the taste of burgers and ribs and Italian sausage with fervor. By identifying their products by what's not in them, so by saying meat-free meat, or their businesses by something they're not doing, animal butchery, 
These vegan alternatives are fighting a battle that seems difficult to win. It'll be interesting to see whether they evolve to be more than imitations of beloved foods. The day when we can lose the scare quotes and stand by proudly what they are, not what they're replacing. Yeah, Larissa and I were talking a little bit about this before we actually started recording. And I I guess it's so, you know, what he says, I agree with part of it, but... And and the part I agree with is it is very ingrained in all of us. Like you were saying, Larissa, when somebody says spaghetti and, I mean, you just mm-hmm. finish it with meatballs. meatballs. I mean, that was like one of the first meals you probably, meals you probably had as a kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think it's so ingrained and, and it's hard to get away from that. And some people, because I've heard people that are diehard vegetarians and vegans get upset when they say well it's not meat or you shouldn't call Mm -hmm. it meat or faux meat or Mm -hmm. because that's like saying um there it's it's like still endorsing animal butchery i guess right calling it meat so you're supposed to make up a completely new word for it right so like um i can't even think of an example right now but well like the way i look at it is saying i'm vicky and you're non-vicky you know what i mean exactly (laughs) so it's like you're still relating it to me. So I think that's why it bothers some people when you're still relating, you're still putting meat as the standard. Mm -hmm. And I've heard myself say it too, where I say, well, real meat or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's real, whatever, meaning that that's it. But on the other side of that, I mean, that's because it's so socially ingrained Mm -hmm. in us. And to me, the bottom line is if someone feels better about saying they're having a BLT, but it's not real bacon, but just saying, you know, again, real Mm -hmm. bacon, Mm -hmm. but they feel like a little bit better about it or feel like they're still getting that. I mean, as long as they're not eating the meat, right? (laughs) Right, exactly. And it's, I think I like the example that we were talking about earlier with the spaghetti and meatballs. It's like when I, when you ask me what's for dinner and I say um, pasta or I say spaghetti and meatballs, you're right. I'm not actually making meatballs. I'm using like um, corn, uh, frozen, you know, the frozen meatballs or whatever, or I'll make like, um, um, like the faux, like, meatloaf type thing, but not with, with plants, you know, not with meat. But I still say spaghetti and meatballs, but then I still feel like I have to add on the end of it, but you know, it's not really meat, right? (laughs) (laughs) Even though you know that, but like to your point, what you said earlier, but it just doesn't sound right saying, oh, we're having spaghetti and soy balls. Yeah. I mean, that just sounds nasty. (laughs) You know, I mean, who says that? Right. So it's kind of a quandary that we're in. Yeah. So what shops are currently out there? Okay. Well, I thought that, um, I, when I started going out there and looking and I had, of course, Marigold do all of our awesome research that she always does for us. Thank you, Marigold. uh, Thank you, Marigold. And she found quite a few. I mean, it's, this is a kind of a new thing. It's a, a new emerging market, I guess you would call it. Um, get it market, huh? Butcher shop market. Uh, Uh, can I I put my boot track in? No, <laughs> that's not booable. Um, okay, that was that was on the lighter side of booable. I'll yeah, let okay. it slide. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, we're silly today. Aren't we? um, I think it's because we're recording earlier than we normally do. Probably. We're trying to beat the clock because the uh, people across the street from us are starting their roof replacement yeah. this morning and the and guys we, are already up on the roof. So And our nephew has a birthday party. So. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> okay. So I, I thought I would talk about, we would talk about three of them because these three are kind of the the 
at the forefront of this vegan butcher shop thing. And they've been covered more in the news. And so it was kind of easy to like find a lot of information and, you know, out of the people's mouths themselves, the founders. So there's uh, the first one is called the Herbif. Herb- this is a, they, sh- they need to change this. It, name. Is that, it looks like it's herbivorous. It's herbivorous. Herbivorous is how you pronounce it, but it's it's a mouthful. It's yeah, it doesn't look very. F- and it's hard never to mind spell. the yeah, the domain name is being the is hard. Herbivorous. I would never remember. You know my spelling. I yeah. wouldn't. <laughs> but it's called the herbivorous butcher and uh they are actually located in minneapolis minnesota so if you're in that area guys we task you with going to check them out and reporting back you'll be our our field reporters recon do recon. some recon uh but they're they're officially known as the world's first vegan butcher shop which i think is really cool i mean how cool would it be to be known as that right? yeah that's cool Right, and this was founded by a brother and sister team, right? Mm-hmm. Aubrey and Kale. Is that his? That's his name. Kale. Walt? Yeah, Kale. That's awesome. That's, that's like an ice cream man named Cone. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. Uh, okay, and they've been uh, selling at pop-up stores and farmers markets for since a while. 2013, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're actually they have an actual shop, right? Right. I think I, I don't know if it's open just yet, but that's what they're in the process of doing, which is like totally cool. Okay. Uh, so according to their website, they sell, and this is in quotes here because this is actually what they put on their site. Um, they sell small batch, locally sourced, all natural meat alternatives, which is like totally cool because it encompasses everything that we talk about. Right? It's locally sourced, um, all natural. And then um, it's it sounds like they either make most of it themselves or they get it from, you know, like local artisans, which is really cool. I love this. <clears throat> so they have like sausage, several types of sausage, mm-hmm. smoky house ribs, pepperoni, bologna, chorizo. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yum. Breakfast meats, jerky and vegan cheeses. Mm-hmm. Remember last episode, I was also talking about the vegan delicatessen. Yeah, right? exactly. Kind of the same thing. That'd be cool if they had like a delicatessen breakout part of that where you would get sandwiches or something well made out of this. the next one that we'll talk about does yay yay so oh, this was in the california yes this one's in berkeley it's called the butcher's son now i was a little unclear on this uh their website says it's under construction their website is uh they do have a facebook page so i'm not exactly sure i think they have an actual storefront um but their website is just not up yet so th- this one was also this is really cool this was also founded by a brother and sister team so peter Ficaris and christina stoben and they there was an actual actually an interview that i read with them from i think february of 2015 in an online magazine where they said that their goal was to create a vegan version of a New York style deli and butcher shop. See, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And that, you know, that reminds me a little bit too of what our friend Fred Garza mm-hmm. did over at Vejeria. Vejeria. That's how you pronounce uh-huh. it in Spanish. Vejeria, if you're, yeah. <laughs> if you don't get that accent thing going, like if you're a white girl like her, <clears throat> uh, like taking a he, Mexican food is huge here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And he created his own Mexican food restaurant, all vegan. Mm-hmm. 
So this is the kind of thing that, and this is why I like this type of stuff, because then people see they're not really missing out on anything if they decide to even try. You know, mm-hmm. if they go to some of this, these places and you really think like, oh, I'd love to be a vegetarian or a vegan, but I can't give up the deli mm-hmm. sandwiches or I can't. My thing was I couldn't give up chorizo. I grew mm. up on chorizo. That was right. a big thing. And guess what? I didn't have to. And I like that it's still called chorizo, you right. know, because that I have yeah, chorizo exactly. taco. Yeah, Ex- And, you know, the good thing about vegan chorizo, I, I don't care for it. I didn't like it when I was eating meat and I don't care for the vegan version. But um, the vegan version is practically grease and oil free. I know. You can barely see that the pan was used sometimes yeah, when you make it it's in awesome. There. Mm-hmm. So just a little side note. But so at uh, the Butcher's Son, they want to have things or they do have things like um, things that you would find in a traditional New York deli. So pickles, um, deli meats, bagels, and the toppings that go on bagels. So like, like Sam, you know, lox and cream cheese, uh, sandwiches, like you were just saying, fresh made bread, fresh made cheese, things like that. And they see what they said, as far as who their clientele is, and I think this is really cool. It's people who want delicious plant-based options of traditional food. So, I mean, they don't specifically say vegans and vegetarians. because, And I like that because it's just like with our podcast and our website, we don't specifically target. I mean, yes, okay, our name is Vegetarian Zen, <laughs> but we are vegetarians. That's where that came from. We are open to having other people, you know, who are not vegetarians come and partake of our content and, you know, listen to our podcast Hence and the participate. part of our tagline that refers to the veg curious. Exactly. Right? Just people that are more interested in leading, mm-hmm. uh, well, I wouldn't even say leading a plant-based life, just adjust, adapting a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's why this community is so amazing and supportive because you guys may not realize it, but, you know, I think that by being who you are too, which is accepting of people that are trying to improve themselves. So our friends that are just veg curious or just trying to implement a meatless Monday with their families or whatever, you're helping to keep that discussion open because mm-hmm. otherwise I think people get turned off and they get turned turned away a lot of times when they feel like, oh, I've got to be all or nothing or, you know, I'm going to be judged or people are going to say I'm bad or whatever. But I think that by being, you know, our community being the laid back folk that they are, I think that it, it not that doesn't mean not passionate because mm-hmm. we have a lot of passionate folks in our group. But I think that just understanding that and being welcoming of other people has really helped to make a difference because we hear. Mm -hmm. from people who are just the veg curious that are just or or maybe were vegetarian gave it up and are just starting to come back around Mm -hmm. and have found some connection to uh, other listeners within the community because they just feel like they're being accepted yeah exactly that's very that's very very true um so okay before we move on to the next one i'm going to task our california listeners and we have a lot of them and you know who you are you're on the case you're on the case if you're in the berkeley area if you're going to be around there uh scope them out check them out awesome take some pictures let us know all right the next one 
is I love this I name. Love this name. Yam Chops. Yam Chops. <laughs> so awesome. I just love it. And they are located in Toronto, Canada. You know, we really need to get passports. We don't have passports yet. No. We need to get passports so we can go. I want to go to Canada. I've yeah. been wanting to go to Canada and check it out. I went when I was 15. I went to Toronto. Uh, I've never been over there. A long time ago. And they just opened back in, I think, July of 2015. So they're only a few months old, right? Mm-hmm. And they right. were founded by Michael Abramson. And he is a he has been a vegetarian for forty years. Wow, which is really cool. <laughs> That's amazing. And what they offer are pre made meals and boxes and bo- in boxes and bowls. So like salads, Asian noodles, mock tuna. I've been wanting to try mock tuna. Mm-hmm. I've never tried it. And you know, I was a big tuna salad fan before we became vegetarians. So I'd I'd love to to try that. Mm-hmm. Then there's uh, quinoa and beans and then a few other things in the boxes. Right. So those are good for, I think what they kind of mark, the way they market those are for like uh, things that you can come in and pick up like for, uh, to take home for dinners or for, to, you know, pick up for lunch or things like that. Then they also have uh, the butcher counter type items. So they've got beet burgers, veggie burgers, carrot locks, um, and now lox is, I don't, do you know what lox is? Yeah, it's like a fish. Isn't yeah, it? I wasn't exactly sure what it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I looked it up because our recipe, uh, it has to do with our recipe of the week. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's like um, a salmon fillet, like really thinly sliced that's mm-hmm. cured in brine or something. I totally never cared gross. for it before I became a vegetarian. So Did you try, have you tried lox? Yeah, really? before we became vegetarians, wow. yeah. Never tried it, never want to. Um, all right, so carrot locks, chicken patties, and cutlets, and et cetera. And again, there's that chicken, but it's not chicken. Um, coconut bacon, salads and sides, and soups. So these are all things that you can actually you know, walk up to their counter and say, I want this and this and this, just like at a, a deli or a butcher shop, which is really cool. They also have fresh fresh juices <laughs> say that five times yeah. fast no <laughs> uh, and then uh, and this is cool they do deliveries awesome Same man day. i wish we had some place around here like that yeah i know i know and you know what i was um some friends and i were talking somebody asked on facebook last week local uh about places that do like grocery deliveries and everything and there are some places some places like that and i was like oh that would be so cool and then you go out to their website and it's so freaking expensive i mean it's like above and beyond expensive for what they would have to tack on for the delivery cost so i'm like no sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry maybe maybe they'll bring it down or something but just way too much now do you know how folks can figure out if there is a vegan butcher in their area you know i i would say i didn't look this up but i will i would first check happycow.net oh that's that would a good be resource, my force yeah. my first resource to check would be happy cow because happy cow does uh if you're not familiar with what they do they have a uh they have an awesome app for when you're traveling but they will tell you through their app or through their website you can put in like where you are um and they'll find places nearby for you to eat that are either vegetarian friendly or you know but you can put you can specify like I want only vegan places, things, uh, you know, places that are vegetarian friendly, but are not like completely vegetarian. You can specify different things. And I think with the app, you can even use your location service on your phone and it'll just do it automatically. Oh, very cool. Yeah. All right. So that's what Happy Cow is. But they also have a really good comprehensive website where they have forums, they have articles, they have all kinds of stuff. So I'm willing to bet that they might have 
a place, you know, for things like this, for shops like this. Now, did you happen to notice if any of these vegan butcher shops had delivery services like from their, you know, from how, their website? Yeah, from their website. Uh, Yam Chops, I think does. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure about the other two. I think that from what I understand, the herbiferous butcher is going to, mm-hmm. but might not right now. Okay. Uh, because that would you know, be cool. Too. Yeah, that would be cool because you could order stuff, you know, and that would especially be good for people who are like way out somewhere that where they don't even have like local restaurant resources, mm-hmm. you know, or they don't have whole foods. Um, so they don't have those options at all. So that might be something good. I'll look into that. All right. Well, I think that does it for our uh, main topic. All right. Well, hopefully you guys are a little more educated because I know when I heard this term, which wasn't that long ago mm-hmm. of vegan butcher, mm-hmm. I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How is that? Because again, it's a word that's so ingrained in your butcher being so ingrained in your mm-hmm. brain. You can't think those two just don't seem like they go together, but mm-hmm. obviously they do. And hooray. I'm glad they do. And I'm glad these are starting to pop up. And like yes. I said, who knows? Maybe that would be something we look into. <laughs> Well, I'm still on the food truck too. And I'm going to tie your brain down. We talked about food truck, yeah. food food cart, different stuff. And that's stuff. still not off the table. Well, you, we just have to do one thing. At I know, a time. and I think that my passion for this comes from the fact that people don't realize how great vegan and vegetarian uh-huh. food is. You mm-hmm. know, it's really good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it comes from a desire to really want to help people understand. That it's not, you know, kind of to bust some of those stereotypes, like, you know, all we eat is salad and, you know, so. And when people tell me that, I'm like, um. Really? Okay. I have weight to lose. So you really think that that's all I eat is salad? Because uh, I'd probably weigh about 100 pounds if that's right. all I ate. So. All right. All right. Uh, let's move into the recipe of the week. All right. Well, going back to what we were talking about a little bit ago, uh, I got the idea for this because, like I said, I have no idea. I I. I'd never had lox as a meat eater. Um, And then when I saw that carrot lox, like, what, how do they do that? So that's what I made our recipe for uh, this week. What is this lox you speak of? (laughs) (laughs) It's like all about the Seinfeld today. Um, So carrot lox, this is really cool. So traditional lox, like we said, is filet of brined salmon. So it's usually served on a bagel with cream cheese and is usually garnished with tomatoes, sliced red onions and capers. Okay, so. I went out and found, and since I I saw that like um, uh, it looks like yam chops and the butcher's son have vegan locks, I went out and I thought, well, okay, I want to find out how they do this. So it's really cool how you do it. So I found two different recipes that we'll link to for it, and it's the reason I did two different ones is because I found several different like techniques for doing it. Uh, the first one is from a website called Olives for Dinner. And they have a technique where you roast whole carrots with the skin and everything in um, salt. So like like coarse uh, sea salt or kosher salt. And it's like two cups of salt and you just put it in a, a roasting pan and you put the carrots down in the salt, right? And then you mm-hmm. roast it. And then once they're roasted like that then you peel it and then slice it thinly and do all the rest of the stuff the other one is on a website called the chubby vegetarian i love the name of that site <laughs> i don't know maybe because i am one <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's an awesome name, though. Yeah, it I is. It's that. cute. Yeah. Uh, and theirs is different. They do the they slice the carrots first, and then they kind of marinate them in a brine type thing and do all that. So two all different right. ways. Well, that sounds good. I I would try it. You weren't much of a of a fishy texture Mm-mm. or anything about fish you didn't like at all i would try this though because it's not fish well i know but it's not gonna have the fishy smell and the fishy ugh. maybe it doesn't have the te- i was thinking more texture wise uh-huh. because a lot of times with these uh these alternatives they try to make them a little like the because mm-hmm. you're a texture person too yeah mm-hmm. but i don't know what the texture of salmon was yeah i've never had fish i've never I've never eaten uh, fish, and that's because I never ate fish because I couldn't stand the smell. Oh, I got you. So okay. I've never had the texture of fish. I, I don't okay. know what it is. Well, good. You know. Then you're going in with the kind of an open mind. Mm-hmm. Then. That's awesome. Okay, yep. good. All right. Let's move on to the quote of the week. Go for it. The quote this week is from Mr. Albert Einstein, and he said, Our task must be to free ourselves by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature and its beauty. Yay. I like that. And he was a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yep. All right. Okay. What is What are we asking the folks this week? Okay. Well, it's a pretty simple question. Uh, and <laughs> I have a feeling that the answer is going to be no for most people, but well, why don't we'll we ask, get a yes. Or why don't we say... Uh, I? Okay. Well, the question... Okay. The okay. question is, and then you tell me, uh, the question is, have you ever been to a vegan butcher shop or deli? If yes, we'd love to hear your experience. Or would you? And or would, and you? would oh, you? Let's just good. say one opened up down the block. And maybe you feel a little differently than we do. And that's perfectly okay in the sense of, like I said, I have no problem with somebody calling things cheese or meatballs mm-hmm. or whatever, even if they're not that. But maybe you feel different. And uh, if you do, that is absolutely fine, too, because we like to hear all different perspectives. So, I mean, definitely head out to our show notes, which are, we're revamping those, right, Larissa? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm still, I'm, I've got an issue, a little bit of an issue with our website right now. But I mean, the website's fine. It's nothing that you can't get to. But uh well, the way I'm going to have it set up from now on is uh, to get to the show notes. I want to make it as easy as possible for you guys. So head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash 118. So nice. that's all you have to enter. Uh, the, pr- the problem that I'm having, I'll just tell you re- really fast, just in case it doesn't work for some reason. Uh, the problem that I'm having is redirecting the non www sites to our regular www. So if for some reason it doesn't work, then just add the www in front of vegetarianzen.com. <laughs> or you can go it. to our Facebook page because we'll, yeah. we post links to the yeah. to the podcast episodes out there too but ideally it'll it'll be you know vegetarianzen.com forward slash and then the episode number right that's all you have to put and i'll take you right to the show notes awesome i have another question for the folks out there and that is from time to time we do actually not just time to time pretty regularly we do episodes that are based on questions that people ask us or things that they'd like to hear we'd like to hear what you want to hear about so let us know what topics are that you're curious about. Let us do the research for you yeah. and let us come back and share it with other people too. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, like I said, we've had some really awesome topics come up and that's been based on questions we received or suggestions for right. podcast episodes. Right. So you can uh, go out to our website, leave us a voicemail. Uh, on the right-hand side of our website pages, there's a leave a voicemail link. Just click on that hit record it's free um excuse me and that'll go to our to our uh, mailbox we'll get that or you can go on facebook leave a topic suggestion 
send us an email. Okay, and so that is for the podcast. One more quick ask of you guys, and this is really about how we can serve you better. We're really trying to improve our website to make it a better resource for you guys. So we'd love to hear from you as well what you'd like to see on our website. Mm -hmm. And we're open to anything. Think blue sky. I mean, think videos, recipes, more posts, whatever, or resource posts or links to other resources. We are happy to do that for you guys. Product reviews. Product reviews, yeah. So we have ideas of some things, but we want to hear from you guys. And we want to hear from our community to see what could be helpful to you because we, we know your time is limited. We've got a lot of parents that listen to us. We've got a lot, of, especially with school starting right now. So what can make your lives a little bit easier? And we are happy to look into getting that out there for you. Right. So I think, sorry, we took care of a little bit of housekeeping there on, on the end of this episode. We don't normally do that. But um, uh, I think that was necessary because we really want to hear from you guys. So um, I think that's it then, huh? All right. On to episode 119. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.